0: <laughs> hey what's going on guys down to coming to you from Pengu style masao japan this is uh, episode four uh moving along and everything don't got the guests yet but uh, the guests are definitely being cooked up and we're going to get those guys on here soon enough this uh working on again uh, some more technical things um and also the biggest thing being in japan uh the time zones uh, like in japan we're a day ahead uh so it's trying you know making sure all the guys are linked up and everything and i will have guests from inside of japan at times i've um, got a new mic on uh, order uh, so i'll be having some local guys here uh within the motorsport scene and to do some stuff here in the shop so i uh, just diving right into it um again man I, I, this podcast is for the most part going to be kind of run not by the well, by, by the viewers, uh, kind of get some questions and everything as we get the guests in here. Cause again, I don't want to sit in here and talk about myself uh, the whole time and everything. So that's just not uh, uh, not what I'm about uh, as as much as some people may not, you know. They may not think that's the truth, but I don't like talk about myself too much. So anyway, uh, jumping right in, I got this uh, long long sheet of, as you can see right here. Of uh, one question on there. So uh, just get right into that part. Uh, for the guys who've uh, seen the post of some stuff on Facebook and Instagram, I'm going to go ahead and throw the links in the bottom here. Uh, make sure, again, if you're viewing this, definitely go ahead and get on the Facebook page, Pinkle Star Podcast page. Uh, throw questions down, interact. Um, I will be doing some giveaways here and there, just like I do on my uh, other pages. Uh, so again, uh, just go ahead and follow those. And then for the guys who want to listen to audio only, uh, just go to sound, uh, soundclick.com at Panko Style Music and um, I'll put those links again in the uh, description so you can click on those. Um, I'll make those episodes actually downloadable uh, so you can download them and put them on your iPod or your MP3 application or whatever you want to do. So again, just jump right into it. Uh, The theme of this, uh, again, I, I, I... I don't like really making, I don't want to box myself in, so I'm going to talk about one thing. But what I'm elaborating on the most in this podcast is just uh, just getting started. And it's not just a podcast or, or motorsports or whatever. It's just everything in general in life. Uh, just get started. Again, I kind of touched on it a little bit in the last one. And a lot of guys, uh, you know, messaged me and like, hey, man, you know, I definitely want to do this. And they're like, ah, there's a lot of podcasts out there. So what? There's, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 podcasts out there. But, again, you only see, like, the, the, the you know, it's like the top 100 or whatever. Um, they're doing it. They got their uh, viewers and everything, and they're doing it right. All right, so, again, the question we got here from uh, CJ, my buddy, and uh, he's from, I met him in Maryland, and uh, he's, I think, in Virginia right now. But he was asking, uh, what was the process like, you being an American, to be able to open a shop in Japan? What hoops did you have to uh, jump through? Uh, so, uh, CJ, the, the thing I talked to you a little bit about this online and Facebook and everything. Uh, pretty much, um, in Japan, like I said before, if you're, if you're in Japan, it doesn't matter what race you are, what color you are, how tall or short you are. If you're not of Japanese descent and that you know, full 100% your mom and dad were Japanese, uh, you're looked at as an outsider or a half breed. And uh, both of those, I mean, as nice as Japanese people are, they tend to look down on you if you're not Japanese until you prove yourself otherwise because that's just how they feel. Um, so again, uh, starting the process in the business, the first thing I did was um, it was always in the back of my mind to start this business. And the uh, the first thing I did, you got, and what everybody do is just like business. I I, I did a little bit of reading business books. Didn't come from a big business family, but I, I'm a firm believer that business is is something that you you kind of you just have in you. Um, and kind of going back to high school, like kind of getting off topic right here, but whatever, going back to high school, I was selling candy. I was selling CDs and, uh, I think around about the ninth grade or something like that. That was the first time I took some money that I made myself that nobody, I didn't work for somebody. I made myself and I bought some, uh, some tennis shoes or whatever. And, um, you gotta you gotta know your market and you you gotta understand business kind of going in um so what i did is i studied my market i looked what was around here in in this area and again like the biggest thing i noticed there was like not a lot of performance and the performance there was there they didn't want they didn't want to deal with americans and i i mean you know not that i based my everything on the guys on base there I do know I have the base there, so again, I calculated for that, and I know the guys are going to want car work. So anyway, to study the market, I studied the market for about three years while I was kind of, you know, working and saving up, kind of getting off, getting back on my feet for getting out of the military because I lost a lot of money. Uh, and again, I seen that the 25-year rule was coming around, so guys are going to want maintenance and things like that. Uh, so again, I, I decided to launch at that point, which was 2015. Uh, 2014, I had the idea. That, like I was really wanting to go, but I had to get the money. 2015, I um, actually had a little bit of cash, and I went into it. Now, before you get in, before you get into the business aspect of it, even if you're Japanese, you gotta have a cosigner, which pretty much everybody knows. that I mean, cosigner, somebody's gonna sign for you in case you don't pay, then they have to pay, or if they don't pay, then there's gonna be some legal lawsuits. So that most most places, even in America. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be just be able to go in by yourself and sign in and do what you gotta do. So the the hardest thing initially was trying to, you know, getting co-signers that are not gonna fuck you over. Um, in that aspect, some co signers ask for a lot of money, some co signers ask for a percentage and uh, different things. So there's there's different ways people want to co sign and go in. I had a few people I talked to and they just didn't give me the warm fuzzies. I I split with them. I did not want to go half, or I didn't. I did. I wanted to go sole owner in my business. I didn't want to go half or nobody. I didn't want any business partners. I didn't want anybody having any percentages in my business. If I had to do that, I would wait until I had the money to put it up myself uh, to do it to to go in like that. Um, so I asked some guys initially. I ran my business plan by them, and uh, they just weren't. Um, they you know when you even doing running your business plan by somebody you don't tell them everything. You don't ever, ever you don't always you don't ever um I'm trying to like kind of my mind's going faster than my my mouth but you don't ever display or put out there all of your business plan because if it doesn't go wrong, if it doesn't go right, they're going to take your ideas and run with it. Maybe they got the cash, they just don't got the ideas and they're going to take your ideas and run with it and start that business. So you don't do that. Um so the people I talked to, I guess I wasn't telling them enough. So he's like, ah, man, your business is not going to do good and blah, blah, blah. Some of those people who told me that are not in fucking business right now. So, hey, you know, my business is not working three years later. I told you I would be successful with Vulture. So that's how it goes. People are not going to give you the shot. You got to make the shot happen yourself. So anyway, I after that person said no, I um, I kind of milled around with it. I looked on there. There was like some co-signing companies where you're paying a percentage and they'll pay, they'll, you know, I didn't like the way it lo- I didn't like the way it sounded. It was like foreigner, foreigner in Japan. You want to start a business, and this is like a co-signing company. So it's kind of like a, a, a agent, or so to speak, or something like that. And I didn't like that. So I was like, you know, looking around. And I talked to my wife about it, and uh, my wife was like, "Well, my mom and my brother would do it." And I was like, "Really?" Um, so I, we, I was like, "Let's go." We didn't have kids back then, and uh, she was pregnant actually. By the way, she we didn't have any kids outside of the womb yet, and so we went up there um, to her mom's place took my business plan up there and it was a different uh, they were always kind of cheerful and nice and everything but it was a different kind of environment now because it was like business it was serious and it was cool with me because i'm serious in business always anyway so i took my plan there with, with them uh we, we talked about it and it was a like, "All right, cool They signed off on it and then you know i got everything signed off so this business everything here is in my name donald jackson jr donald Eugene jackson jr everything here is in my name and that's the cool the cool thing about that is you know I'm not you know my wife is cool we i think i selected a white one i think we're not going to do this one time but in the event that some something went wrong with our relationship or whatever or whatever i'm not you know not trying to be dark here but in the event that something like that happened and whatever happened this is in my name even the co-signers once they co-sign cosign i mean it's not like they can take their cosign back or whatever once they cosign they cosign this my business and it's all in my name 100 That that is very rare uh for any business in, a, in in japan or outside of the states or whatever to be fully in the person's name if you're a foreigner uh so i, I got I, I i calculated my stuff played my cards right very very i watch everything i see i study a lot i see other people fail uh, and because a lot of people jump in without any fore uh, foreknowledge or any or any research, uh, so I just watched those people kind of screw up and everything. And I, I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. So I, I took it a little bit slow. I was getting hand like people's like I'll I'll throw this much down. And I did have a few private uh, guys who uh, you know when I initially came in, they put some cash in. But I knew those guys for a little bit. And the thing is, I knew those guys were well off to the point where they did, they weren't they weren't trying to cash in off me. Um, so, you know, I went in with those few guys and, uh, got some, got some personal loans there. I didn't get any bank loans. I, I, I decided to opt out of those cause I didn't want to pay any banks in your high interest. Uh, so that's how I got into it for that. Uh, other than that, other, I mean, really, it was really easy. Honestly, I went to the tax place, filed a tax uh, voucher, uh, went to the police station after I, well, after I got out the military, well, sorry about that. Kind of going back a little bit. Um, there was one little hiccup. I was still working on base at the time, and that was kind of holding me up because I had a uh, government DOD card, and with a government DOD card, you can't hold that with a visa at the same time. So I worked. I was working here, and I was working on base for about six months. I was going back and forth in between lunch breaks and doing that, and that was like I was going to do it for a little bit, and that started wasting a lot of my time. And I, I was like, man, screw this, man. I'm already. I've already got the shop. I I got to plunge in. I wasn't afraid, but I was just using that as a blanket. And actually, what I did is for those six months, I tested to see. Uh, could I sustain the business without touching the money from my, uh, my job? Which I did use it, but actually I was making enough money to run this shop and run my home without touching my, my little paycheck I was getting from working on base. So I was like, man, I'm going to do this, man. So, uh, you know, some stuff was happening on base. And at the time, I was like, dude, I got a business. I'm not going to sit here and deal with this bullshit. I'm, I'm out of here. So I left the job. Um, I gave him two weeks notice. And um, I, I, uh, before that point, and then I, I just left and got my visa after that. And then after you got the visa, um, you're gonna go to the police station and apply for the actual business license. And from there, everything just, everything just went so smooth, man. To get into accounts, um, uh, you know, get in a soda machine, get in a welding uh, gas, everything in there just went uh, a little bit better and everything. So I'm bring this guy up to me so I don't be hunching hunching over on you guys. So um, everything, just went, everything went a lot, a lot better and um, that was pretty much it going into the business and everything and then as you as you establish accounts other businesses talk so they know like hey they will do you know uh... jackson pink style He's, he's good to go he's good to go so if you screw up one account this small in Japan, so they're gonna talk and say, "Hey, don't mess with that guy. Um, don't, don't, you know, don't do business with him." And I never screwed anybody over. I've only brought stuff to their business and, and made their businesses better. So that's how that works. So that's pretty much getting into it. Then I mean, here and there you got little hiccups dealing with certain things. I have my wife. I'm not fluent in Japanese. I'm stud- still studying. Uh, everybody' brain works different, like I said before. I-, I can remember engine builds and all that stuff off the top, but just re- recalling languages is not one of my strong suits. Uh, so, um, I, I do. You lost my wife a lot. Um, still, I'm solo, and I want to be solo until I get everything on a point where I can, I can for sure pay for uh, somebody else's time. I don't want to waste nobody's time. Bring them in here for three months, get their hopes up, and then hey, I can't pay you. I don't want to do that. Um, so until I get to that point where I can, uh, I can successfully sustain everything and pay somebody a, a legit salary and not screw them over and waste their time I, w- I will be alone and that's how I will be so that right now uh, and, and it's not being alone it's just time management and that's the biggest thing a lot of people lack people say they don't have time they don't have time when I tell you I don't have time I really do not have time my, my days planned out, I mean, I, I am flexible, but the thing about being flexible is flexible for myself to be able to adjust for myself, not flexible to be able to adjust for you, the customer, because you have stuff going on, and then people will come to me because I'm a, I'm a, a, a single guy, and that single guy syndrome makes people believe that you are, that you, you can... I mean, you, you have to bend over backwards for them and do all that stuff. I don't. So when guys come here and they're like, hey, well, I'm not going to do this. I can't get off this time." Like, hey, we well, got to wait till the next business day. Uh, when you want to go to Popeye's, like I told one guy just came in here, when you want to go to Popeye's Chicken, they close at 5 o'clock. They're not going to open back up for you at 5.30 and, and put on some, some fried chicken for you. They're going to close at 5, and you're not there to get that last call at 4.30. You ain't getting no chicken till tomorrow. So it's the same thing here. Don't people just assume that, you know, because – um you know i'm a single again like a singular guy that i'm supposed to have this much more flex from and come in at eight o'clock and i nah. screw that you're gonna come in tomorrow and see me or if you got problems like that you know we just don't do business no more and that's the biggest thing as far as uh hoops or whatever hurdles is just kind of dealing with people and let them know straight up like hey man you gotta take control i take control immediately when i meet most people don't try to do that they come in there but some people come in here at my counter and they want to take control And i'm like dude that's not going to happen i'm not that type of person and you're not going to come into my my domain and then try to take over you're going to do shit my way or go somewhere else and again i kind of i kind of get on that a little bit because it's one thing that really pisses me off about people and it's like you know you got your shit going on i got my stuff going on but again i'm not bringing my stuff into your stuff I'm not like not finishing your car because I got stuff going on at home. Your car is gonna be finished when I say it's finished, and that's pretty much how it works. If, if there's some stuff delays or some mechanical stuff going on with the car, then of course we have to push back a day. I've had to do it a couple of times before, but I mean, hey, never, never five weeks to you know past a past line. deadline. Uh, so that's not having to take a drink here. So yeah, that's not gonna happen right there. So again, CJ, the business uh, getting into it, it's just like you know starting a business anywhere. And in most good, in most good countries, they want businesses because the businesses outside of taking a tax out of, out, out of the regular people who work for corporations or companies, outside of taking that money out of the, your taxes or whatever, they need, they need other ways to get money and more businesses mean more taxes. I get tax for, for example, um, I pay a am uh, still paying taxes in America while I, well, I got a foreign income, so I pretty much do the form or whatever for foreign income, and I, it's pretty much zero. So I just file I file every year still because I'm still an American citizen, still on paper. I do have a visa. Um, the dual thing I'm probably not going to do because I'm a, I'm a vet too, and if I do that, then I lose my VA benefits as far as I know. So there's some dual stuff that come up. If I could do that, I'll do that, but... For right now i'm just going to do the visa and i could do the long extended visa because i have a business i'm actually giving back to japan in multiple ways i got a japanese wife i got kids and i got a business and i pay the gaijin tax so they get a lot of money from me so they're happy with me um if you're if you're in japan and you're kind of dead weight they do not like deadweight gaijins there are a lot of them here and trust me as soon as you do something wrong they're gonna get your ass out of here um so that's why i don't treat drift that's why i don't um you know you got to be careful man um, i don't do that stuff because they'll kick your ass out quick they don't care about you they just want to make sure japan stays safe um, uh, stay safe and they don't want any issues so um you know J- japanese people and in, in for the most part you know are pretty good to go well-being There's some crazy, crazy guys out there, uh, but it's very, uh, very short. There's there's not a lot of that stuff going on. So when stuff does happen in Japan, like I say, I told a guy before, like, you know, you guys seen uh, there were some people. uh, One guy was cutting off people's heads and putting them in ice coolers and helping people kill themselves on 4chan and all this other stuff. So nothing happens, nothing happens. And then, bam, you get some crazy shit happen. So it's like that. So you do got to you do got to. You know being from baltimore and being from the states you 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 got street smarts you got you it's easy to see what no more people don't see so i can see behind all that stuff again i got my building set up here with security and all that good stuff and you know it's just it just is what it is so again kind of kind of went long on that uh cj if you got any uh any other you know you know if you're thinking about coming or doing any foreign business outside of where you're from definitely do your research first um again i'm a i'm a like i said this the kind of deal of this podcast is just jumping in and getting started and everything but it's not um jumping in you know jumping in right in meaning that uh, just get just get to it but don't jump in stupid don't jump in blind because you don't want to be you know there's going to be things even if you plan playing that's, that's going to come out of left field and it has happened a few times but i was able to, to read to to think about it readjust calculate and that, that kind of goes back again to my war my wartime uh experience uh, being in those stressful situations things that people would normally freak out about I'm like all right cool huh? I'm gonna make it happen so if I got to come in two o'clock in the morning and pack these boxes or whatever and, and do these wheels and put them up for sale I'll do that you got to be able to you got and going to any business where you don't have a crazy backing or you don't come from a rich family you got it you have you have to do those things like that for the first five years if you don't do that you're not gonna last if you don't do that don't you don't you don't want a business um, it, it sound, anybody can open a business and be open for a month or whatever or have 10, 15k and say yeah I'm a boss of business but you're going to do those boss of business things you know what I mean that's how I got to work that means losing friends because I lost friends that means you know people not, not liking you I don't give a hell about that man I'm, I'm here to do what I got to do I got a bunch of goals I had a shit ton of goals before I got to here where I'm talking to you today, I've accomplished all those goals that put me in a position and, and, and put me in a position to meet certain people to be here. So, you know, people, uh, they, they, um, I, I, what I tell a lot of my customers, I put the uncomfortable shit up to up front right away. Not, not 10 weeks down the line when some shit getting out of whack and everything. And no, I put that shit on the table right there. That way that person knows who I am, because if you don't establish that right away with your customers, whoever your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband—that's you're you're done. You get that you get the first opportunity to establish yourself with uh, what you're doing. If you don't do that right away, you lost that person. And it's not again not trying to be a dick or a jerk or whatever, but again, people have to understand where you're coming from. If they don't understand that, you're lost. It. So you know you're going on and you're going on. They're like, oh, I thought it was like this way. No, it's like that way. Then they got you got to go back. Well, you didn't say that first. What you didn't say it the first time. So I I, I I've had some situations where. You know I mean, we kind of, the person we were talking and getting cordial and we kind of like missed off on business. And that was kind of, you know, me, you know, uh, a mistake on my part. So I pull that back, you know, make sure we handle the uh, business that we need to handle. And then after that, we could talk cordially and then I got to get to it. I just can't do a lot of, uh, not, I'm not, uh, again, my time is very limited. Uh, doing this business by myself, I'm international business. I mean, full up inter- international business, one shop guy runs. So I do, I do the shipping and receiving, I do the cars in and out. All that stuff like that. So, again, my time is seriously limited. Um, I Honestly, I not, not to brag on it because it's not good. I mean, I maybe sleep four and a half to five hours a night, which is not, I mean, again, I'm not bragging about that. It's not a healthy thing. Um, I haven't been training jujitsu. I haven't been do, going to the gym. Luckily, I don't eat a lot of junk food. Um, so, my body stays in shape. And, again, I'm pushing. I'm picking up stuff, putting stuff down, pushing snow. So, my, I'm, I stay actually pretty fit. Uh, considering I don't go to the, I haven't been to the gym. So I, w- I definitely want to do that again. I want to, you know, I have to, I just a personal thing. I just like being in shape. And I saw anybody out there, uh, you know, if you can't, if you're not, if your body's not in shape, you're not gonna be able to do what you want to do. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do, how much determination and stuff you have. Uh, when you beat your body up so long, your body doesn't respond and your body's eventually going to shut down. Uh, so there's a lot of times I push myself, you know, 24. I've been up someday, I've been up, I think since I had this business, I think the most I've been up, I've been up four days straight before, like, literally four days straight. I was, uh, I think it was with the Subaru, or actually, yeah, it was getting a Subaru ready for the car show, and then a Doherty 10 uh, magazine, I was right after that. And uh, that was, you know, it worked, you know, it, it was four days up. It's definitely unhealthy as hell. Um, after three and a half days, you start hearing things, like, no shit, start hearing things. And uh, then a the fourth day, you just start get the, you get so tired that you're not tired, and you just, like, in some, it's like you're not even, you're, you're not you're not in control of your body, and you're just you're just you're just doing stuff. So I remember being under the car, like doing bolts, and like I was I knew what I was doing. I, I was doing stuff, but I had I was like closing my eyes, which is dangerous, and I'm just like putting bolts on, and. Uh, you something takes over man it's very weird um i i, I think it would be something something similar to like you know if you're taking like uh, any kind of uh, uh any kind of drugs or stuff like that i mean i'm not i'm not i don't smoke or drink anything i don't i just don't do drugs at all not my thing uh so you know definitely take care of your body and you'll be able to push a lot harder and um and for me that's the biggest thing here is being able, to because I, I can keep going and going and going i got a lot of stuff to do um, i'm not backed up on anything uh per se uh, but I just I have a lot of tasks, my own tasks, and then other side projects for you know other shop demo cars I'm working on, like the RX-7. is a shop demo car I'm working on. Uh, Was a, cu- a regular customer job turned to a shop demo, so the timelines changed with that a little bit. So the yellow RX-7 that you guys seen sitting around, the engine's on the table. That's gonna that's being like in process built this week. And then his car is going to be sitting on Ozawa to get paint. And it's going to be a demo car. The dude's not in Japan anymore. But he'll come back and drive it. And then I'll take it to the track and do stuff demo car. So uh, that one's definitely not uh, by the wayside. So have have seen that sitting around for the rotary guys. It's not that I can't do it. It's just that, again, that car was going to be off-road. And then they came back on road. So I was, like, about to do all the stuff and strip it. Now I got to get all the stuff back and make it a road legal car. So I got the one guy who was kind of asking about uh, – he just sent me a message here to my, my box or whatever. I'm mean, He's asking about, like, what do, what do I think about the, the state of drifting right now? Uh, you know, what do I think about uh, – what I think about the state of drifting, pretty much, is kind of rambling. We, we were talking a little bit before I got I opened up the podcast. Um, so CJ sent that one, the question, before again. I had if I had the questions before, I have it all lined down here. Then I will get into it. But he just asking me basically, like, what, what do you think? What do I think about the state of drifting right now? Um, from a personal aspect, uh, well, I should I should start for it because again, this podcast is new. A lot of you guys are getting to know me. I started drift. I got into drifting around about 2000. Um, well, I've seen my first drift video around about 2000. Nin- 1999, 2000. I was like, all right, this is cool, but I, you know, I had no idea. You know, I didn't. The guys I knew were all about drag racing. Um, Jr. Who, you know, dr- who drives for uh, Falcon. Uh, when we met this guy, uh, Rev Retro of Retro Graphics and Glen Bernie, he was doing JR's uh, graphics at the same time, and I was talking about drifting and all the stuff I want to do. Didn't have a car back then. He's like, "Hey, man, this, guy, this dude named JR is drifting his S13, SR20, blah blah blah." I was like, "All right, whatever, man. I don't want to meet this guy." And then like he was going to set it up and everything for me to meet JR. And uh, I mean, we never we never met formally. I know of him. He doesn't know me. Um, I don't I don't think so. And shit comes come to find out, man, two, three years later, this dude's driving for Ford and doing all this cool stuff. And I think he's an IT guy before he got into ME. You know, I mean I was a uh, high school, I was an IT dude. Um I did I was like leader of computer repair electronics. I did all the like uh, you know, I would go to, you know, teachers like I got a virus and it's like web dings on a fucking uh rare processor or just like blown off processors, uh NIC cards and stuff like that. And you know, that's what I, I'm I'm a big computer guy, believe it or not. I'm big into computers. Uh, so anyway, um, that's uh, that's how I got intro- introduced to it, and then uh, our 2003 uh, graduated college. Uh, graduated, uh, shit. I graduated high school late. I was uh, I was supposed to graduate high school like in 2001 or 2000, 2001. And um, I got I failed sixth grade and I got held back in first grade because I missed too many days or whatever. Well, it was some crazy stuff. Whatever. I got held back. After that, I became an honorable student and all that good stuff. But anyway. 2003, my guy, uh, Kim, in uh, college showed me. He was like, hey, man, you ever seen Initial D? Because I was talking about my 240 I wanted to get, which I didn't have at the time. And uh, he was like, hey, man, you want to see this... Actually you know my bad i did have my 240 but i didn't have insurance on it so i didn't drive it to school at the time so it was back in baltimore so he like, said hey man i got this initial d stuff and i was like initial d anime i was like never seen anime in my life before i was like ah, i'm not in it you know i watched cartoons and shit but i wasn't in it today he's like nah dude it's not a cartoon dude like uh gave him my hard drive and um i had some porn on there i transferred the porn to him and then he, cause he never, you know, his Asian guy, kind of sheltered. Then he transferred being an initial D, and at the time it was stage, it was stage one, uh, stage two, and then the uh, I think the, the Stage 3 movie, and then the, the uh, site, the side, the initial D battle stage. So dude gave me that dude. I watched, I mean, at that time, man, it was I wasn't playing football. Uh, the it wasn't really challenging at that point in college. So I was like doing my blasts, doing my work, and doing all this other stuff. Dude, I watched like uh, the first, to second stage in you know, in one sitting in one night. And the third stage, and then right after the third stage, like ironically, when it, at the same same time it gave it to me, Project D was getting ready to come out with a fourth stage. So I got into it right at the time, and uh, it was pretty cool, man. And um, that's how I got into got into drifting. All right. So then, um, so pretty much, uh, so I got a 240 uh, after my bike got stolen, and it was a uh, it was it was I think it was a yeah it was a summer yeah actually yeah that's right. My freshman year, after my freshman year, uh, there was a college program for for you to go back to uh, go back to your city and teach there. So I did the summer job and everything, and I uh, did the summer job there. Got the money to to buy the two forty, and that's how that's how I pretty much got into uh, got into drifting. So, of course, you know, I did the little, uh, get the parking lot stuff and all that good stuff. And then, you know, it, it kind of, everybody starts somewhere, but I didn't I didn't do my first track minute until 2007. So, that was almost four and a half years of fucking around on the streets and doing little burnouts and, and then cops come and leave and everything. So, anyway, got in drifting drift in that way. So, started up with grassroots, didn't have any sponsors, broke a lot of KAs, broke a lot of clutches. Spent a lot of times at Crazy Ray Junkyard. Those from Baltimore you know what I'm talking about. Uh, pulling off transmission clutches, used clutches. My boy, my buddy Randall giving me used clutches out, of, in, uh, out there, man, and, and putting all that stuff in. So I started off from the grassroots level. And then, you know, people would talk shit about the car. The car looked like crap. The fenders all busted up. And then, you know, at that time, I was like kind of forming myself. Like, you know, once I get stuff cool, I'm not going to be like those guys where they got their cars were nice, but they weren't doing shit. They weren't They weren't. They weren't. They weren't drifting. It was dudes like you know Kali uh, Kali Mackey. There was dudes like you know Yoshi up in the VA. All those dudes, man. Like they were really, really, really doing it, man. Clayton, all all those dudes, man. They were all doing it, and uh, you know their cars weren't that great looking, but they were like, actually drifting. Where you got all these posers over there. So I was like, this is where I'm gonna be with these guys. I'm not gonna be with the posers and doing all that stuff like that. So that's how I got into it. I didn't want anything to do. Competitions was starting to come on. D1 came over again like 2003 and did like the Falcon show off thing or whatever with Falcon. And then that kind of, everybody after that, went, that, that 2003 is what started that all that shit about everybody wanting to go pro. And I wanted to be the furthest thing away from that. I didn't want nothing to do with competitions because honestly I knew it was money um i knew i couldn't afford it um so i didn't do anything about i didn't do anything with it um so pretty much i was like whatever we're just going to drift or whatever there was not really many drift events there was manassas old Old dominion speedway um there wasn't a lot of stuff to do out there so uh, we did that um and then uh you know pretty much you know back then again there was not you know formula drift what was uh, was starting up in you know, Pro 2 wasn't around, so I mean, at that time, you really had to have like you know, Papadakis was in it. Uh, Alex Pfeiffer had the RSR deal going on. Uh, Ken Gushia, Ken Gushie had just came over, and I think he was doing the Ford stuff. And then you had dudes like Samuel Hubernet, Then you had um, Reese Millen. You had like all these guys that were already big in like other forms of motorsports. Reese Millen being like you know, uh, he was doing I guess grip stuff, and then his dad uh, was doing like rally stuff. Stillin and all that, all that good stuff. So they had, they had, they had money so nobody was really doing it was not affordable to do it and I, I was so I was far away from that so now you know fast forward 10 years later um drifting is more accessible for more people to do it um I I, I went pro I got pro license and everything Same something I said I didn't want to do and then you know I was chasing a dream to do that and get pro license I wanted to do D1GP at the time when I was still here in the military but that didn't kind of really work out um, as well as I wanted it to because um, again, like I said before, I was driving the car daily and blah, blah, blah. I, I you know, going there, debut, getting there the day of the event, with no practice. It just, everything was stacked against you to not do well where you you already had, even if you have all those, you know, you're there, you got the truck there, you still got the all stacked against you, but at least you're there to practice and get everything polished off and you're not so rushed. Um, so... Um, the the biggest thing about the the drift, I mean, that's the, the you know kind of getting to the competition side. That's what everybody's looking to do. The sponsors and all that crap. And I'll touch on that a little bit later. The sponsor thing, I've already did a video about that. But that that the whole thing right there, the sponsor thing. Do your own fucking thing, man. I'm dropping. I'm I'm dropping literally everybody. I don't give a fuck, man. I drop like you know if they you've seen the shit on my car, it's gone. Um, I got a few business partners that were good to go, but honestly, we know I know who they they know who they are. And I know who they are and they'll be on a car everybody else fucking gone um, because again like uh, Chris uh, uh, Corey Harford uh, he just brought up the other day man he was like you know post it up don't sell your fucking solo don't sell your whole program for 15 fucking percent off and I did I've I've, I've done it I've done it for 10% off I put a stick on a car all this fucking free publicity and then when you go to accident for some shit they ain't getting the stuff to you and now that I got my business honestly that's gonna be the only thing on my car. I mean, I got a few I got a few solid. I got Buy Now Japan. I got uh, Bridge Moto, and I got the uh, you know Top TCM Top Car SSI. Those are like the core of the people that get. Those are the core of the people I deal with to get every everything done that I need done. The guys who are not supporting me or they're not giving stuff out, I'm not dealing with those dudes, man. So that's why everybody's looking down to go pro, and they're building you know Pro 2 cars now. I mean, they have a solid Pro 2 car, I mean you you gotta spend at least 80k. If you spend 80k, you ain't winning shit. I mean, it'd be straight up. I mean, skill-wise, outside looking in, I see a lot of videos and see a lot of this stuff. The skill, the skill level is definitely going up in the states. I see uh but again if a lot of you guys come from the states to here where you got tighter smaller technical courses you won't do as well and also if you got a lot of power um, power is good once you kind of build into that stuff and that's why i see a lot in the drifting thing right now is just everybody's power 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 ls1 turbo ls1 twin turbo 2jz with 800 horsepower power is cool once you can control it um, if you can't control it, it's it's really pointless. It's just like grip. You don't you're making a car too damn fast where you can't control it. It's not gonna work right for you. Um, so you gotta make sure you grow into that car, get that K, that KKT, 200, 200, 300, 400 horsepower, and then build into it with a point where. I mean, you pretty much drifting in your sleep and then you feel like, I mean, when you feel like the point where if you're pushing a gas pedal down at every point and you ain't letting off, then that's when you're ready to go to the next level. If you ever got to a point where you're not going to the next, going to the next, the third gear or fourth gear drifting you ain't ready for that power seriously because i you know i i kind of grew into it and i i kind of took that track where i was at a point where i didn't want to overpower the card because i want to break it and um i actually grew into all the power levels so i went from you know 230 horsepower to like 350. And then I did 350, 380 for like a few, about three, four years. And then I went for three. I went to like I actually skipped 400 and went straight to five with that RB26 in at WitchCon. But because I was doing it so much, that 100 horsepower wasn't a big, it wasn't a big deal. But going from 150 horsepower to 560, that's a big jump, man. And uh. You know, a lot of people can't do that, and then when you do it, you can control it, and then you'll run into a damn wall, and then you never see that car again. And I, I know you guys can count on your hand how many guys you've seen, uh, you know, build these badass cars, crash them, and you never see them again because they can't afford to build it, or that shit just gutted them, man. So they couldn't, they couldn't really recover from that, and um, they just said, "I, I can't do it. I can't. I'm out of here. I can't do it." Um, so the biggest thing, you know, as far as you know, I would tell guys, man. Don't fucking go out and get those uh those damn I mean, again, nothing against my buddy, you know, Stuy Bryant, sorry man, I you know, from a coaster with the steering angle kit. Uh, that's the only pretty much the only guy I know that's making them. I mean, most guys do cut and shuts and everything with a little bit of acumen adjustment. Uh, but you, if you're a beginner, you do not need that shit, man. You do not need all these angle kits and all this crap when you can't control when you. If you're not maximizing stock angle and then you go for stock angle, go to to some uh, cut and shuts, maybe some extended lower arms. You do not need all this wise fed four fucking goddamn, you know. God, what is this shit? Forklift steering, man, and you can't control it because you're not even maximizing that. You're not even doing it, and it, it's kind of something that pisses me off because when people come to me, they, go, oh, you got a basic setup or whatever, but I'll run, I'll run circles around your ass because I know what I'm doing with what I got. I don't need all that shit. I got extended, low, low, extended lower arms, some really good cut and shuts with you know the Ackerman adjusted and all that stuff. I got the proper stuff in the back, proper stuff in the front. You're done. You're good. When you crash your car, you can you can rebuild it really quickly and get back on the track all that why shit you don't need because they're not judging on that. I mean, you definitely need I mean, you definitely, you know, you can't you can't be competing today with, you know, looking back in the in the 90s you know, early late 90s with that kind of gear because you're not going to be able to, you know, you know, they they're looking for a certain angle and if you can't the thing is you'll start getting better and it happens when I go back and drive stock cars just for fun. Um they'll uh they'll you can't uh you'll you'll pretty much go so fast that the car you the car you do need a little bit of angle so yeah you do need it not 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 contradicting myself here but you don't need four wheel like four wheel steering angle you don't need shit like you don't need your wheels to be like i mean a little bit like that but you don't need your wheels to be like this while you while you're trying to you're going around a fucking little turn you don't need that so anybody who's saying they do guarantee you I'll give you a Hachi Roku. I'll give you a, a S13 with you know some some decent stock stuff and you I guarantee you won't be able to drift it that that shit's like a that shit's like a um, it's a bandaid, and that's my opinion on it. Again, you know I've done enough where you know I got a voice to speak on stuff. I mean I'm not you know I'm not I haven't won you know I haven't won anything. The the, bit, the best I've done in competition is top sixteen. But again, talking to dudes like Stewie and everything, man, it's like you know everybody wants to chase that band the best or whatever. But think about it, it comes down to a lot of different factors. Competition-wise, it's really the bank. Um, and selling your solo people, so all those guys you see on the top, top of the level, top tier, you don't know what those guys have to do, sacrifice to to, to uh, maintain that. The you know the the amount of times they got to bite their tongue if they think this is a certain way to go, and the guy building the car saying no, this is the way you got to go, things like that. You don't know what the guy's going through. I mean, you know, you know, the guy can have a micro penis or some shit like that. You don't know what he's going through. So never wish to be Daigo, never wish to be Nakamura, never never wish to be those guys that you see on a top tier because you don't know what they had to go through. A lot of you guys, you know, Nakamura bringing that up with the pink style or whatever. Um, I know of Nakamura. I'm pretty sure he knows know of me. We haven't physically met. Um, I'm pretty sure when we meet, I mean, we'll, we'll talk or whatever. But, you know, that big confusion with that, there's no drama there with pink Pink style and pink style. Pink style, for, from what I understand, is just like a, on their end, is just like a little club that formed after Team Burst uh, disbanded, if you guys don't know. Um, I asked a few guys, notable guys, uh, in the scene, I'm not gonna name drop them. But I those dudes, "Hey man, do you know if any anybody at the time when I started my business that is doing pink ooh style?" They said no. And these guys were in these guys boots on the ground. You know, media coverage. They know everybody who it is to know in Japan. So there was no pink any shit style when I started mine. You know, that's it. That's why there hasn't been any noise because they know that, you know what I mean? And, and if, if, there's one, if there is one, going to be an issue, we know guys who connected. We can come talk or whatever, but, again, it's not that type of deal. He's cool. He got his crew. I got my – well, I don't have a crew, but, you know, I do what I do. and I have a large following. But, anyway, dudes like him, man, like, you know, he's badass pro driver, but this dude drives all the time. He doesn't give a shit about – I mean, he just happened to show up for a drift event and drive. He likes driving, but that's not his all-be-all. All. He doesn't care about – all of the the you know the you know that's just not his thing you know he got he got busted in the mountains for drifting and he had video and it was like years after it happened and I think he didn't have license the car didn't have shotgun, which is like it has to have like it's like kind of road insurance to make sure it's a safety inspection two every year it's two year safety inspection for regular passenger cars every two years you got to get it done uh, for big trucks it's like every one year you got to get it done so I think the car didn't have uh, J, shotgun or JCI. And um, he didn't have – I think something was wrong with his license. And it was a bunch of stuff, and then he got kicked out of D1, and then D-Max, like, you know, he lost a bunch of sponsors or whatever. You know, that happened there. So, again, he he rebounded. He had to go all the way back through through the D1 divisionals and came back and, you know, won shit. it got some water. Sorry about that. Getting kinda, that's what I'm going to get the guessing in here because I can kind of take a damn break from talking. So I just want to keep this going. Right now we had uh, 40 – 41 minutes, and we actually got 48 minutes uh, left on my uh, camera there. So let me check my phone real quick, see if I got any questions in there. Uh, see if I got any questions in there. Okay, no questions. So shit, what am I talk about? So that's my thing on drifting. I could I keep going on that. All right. So so pretty much, um, you know, the one thing I will tell you guys, and I know a lot of some of you, I know this is from the guys who are like 22 or 20 people who don't know shit about how drifting came to the States, how the JDM thing started out. You guys weren't born with Fast and Freeze. one came out now is like a mockery and a joke. But shit, I was one, I was one, I got into the game in 99, 99 is when I met my first car guys. And after 99, like right after that 2000, you know, that's when Fast and Freeze dropped. And then so everybody that kind of got into the game at that time was clumped into that Fast and Freeze. Um uh that that grip or whatever. So yeah, I mean I was one of those guys, you know, that eclipse, I'm like, no shit, man, that little eclipse commercial would come on and every time I hear that, that song that techno, I've got that damn song, man. But every time that eclipse commercial will come on, right before fresh free came out, I wanted that car. I wanted a GSX Turbo, which is pretty much For most of you guys, don't know, GSX Eclipse is pretty much Evo in a different body, same shit. 463 all-wheel drive, blah 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 blah, same stuff. It was like they wanted the Evo, but they couldn't get Evo, but they bought the GSX. So one of the GSX, CJ who answered this question asked that question here. uh, CJ had um, uh, CJ had had a uh, GSX or whatever. It was pretty damn fast, Uh, tuned by some shop in uh, Maryland. And uh, so yeah, man, got into it that way. And then the um, you know it's um, don't oh, know, man. It's kind of like fucking forgot what I was talking about. But yeah, far as the um, yeah getting getting into that uh, that 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 car drift game or whatever, there's a lot of different ways to go about getting into it and and doing all that different things. But again, definitely gotta know where you're coming from with the drift stuff. Um, know where you want to go with it. And I talked to a few guys. Again, I will do pro events. I'm not against. You know, I kind of got into it. Then I got back out of it and for it to start the shop and everything. And then I I realized I was giving away a lot of money to D1. And D1, you know, they smart their business. They open up the D1 divisionals. All that shit was the feeder series to give money to the top level guys. Uh, So pretty much you you do that. And I mean, it was a feeder because if you did well, then you ranked up. I didn't do well. So I was like giving away cash, giving away cash, driving, you know, spending $3,000, $2,000 to go to these events. And I wasn't doing well. I wasn't doing well at all. Uh, because I had no preparation. I was just showing up and like hoping, you know, kind of relying on skills and it's kind of more than, you know, skills are one thing of the aspect, but I mean, preparation, having spare parts, having enough money to, if something breaks to do things right, having enough money to get the alignment done, having enough money to have proper tires front and rear. Uh, if you don't have that, then you're not going to have a good program. You just, you're just spending tires, so to speak, and you're wasting money. So I did that for a little bit and I got, I got tired doing that. I will return, but I'll be I'll be doing more, more. Uh, I'll be doing more of the. Um, I'm I'm looking at now. that I got the trucks from um I got the trucks to buy now in Japan. Um, my buddy Ryman Razo. I'll have Ryman on here at some point. Speaks uh, a lot of different languages: English, Japanese, everything. Um, so, getting the trucks. Tohoku is cool. I love Tohoku. Is I like being up here in the band. I like going to Tokyo. No, I don't like actually. I don't like Tokyo at all. I like going down in that area. Uh, but not Tokyo. I don't like Roppongi and all that good stuff. It's just too packed, too crowded down there. Don't like it. Uh, but there's uh, I haven't I haven't dripped the furthest south. I've drifted from mainland well from from uh, masawa i think it's been moraba moraba circuit which is in chiba uh so I'm, I'm looking there's a lot of different circuits you know pat you know hiroshima um mihan i haven't been on a fuji yet so i, I haven't i mean i, I want to get up at uh, Drifted drift there's a lot of different tracks down there to hit up and drift and everything so i'm looking to push with with the logistics i have you know timing business and everything because business is still priority um i can do the bit maybe a business trip and then mix that in with a uh doing a drift event so i'm definitely looking to get down mihan drive down there get down to uh yz uh, yz circuit all those other circuits bioku all those circuits that i've seen for years um f- uh, you know unfortunately seika hills is closed you know with the solar panel thing and i think a few other tracks are looking to close because they're making more, more money from the solar panel deal so um j- drifting is not dying in japan some of the tracks getting bought up because they're just cashing out you know what i mean it's. Is a, a business thing. Um, so again, I'm looking to expand down and, and pretty much get a new group of, uh, you know, meet more people because you stand in one spot. You know, I've been here, I've been I've been between the 10 years I've been here in Japan, I've been, you know, now the Moraba being the, long, the, the, the furthest down. I've only drifted there once, so still I really hasn't, haven't established myself there as a known face uh, in Moraba. Uh, but there's a lot of different places to drift in, in between Masawa and there, a lot, you know, uh, Sugo and um with that Sazan circuit which is right by sugo of course abisu link and a bunch of other circuits. but anyway just looking to expand the uh, expand uh past uh the tohoku region into the kansai region get more friends there meet more people and then of course more more people i meet the business is expanding more so i really i really i mean even when i have fun i just don't waste time and uh, that's uh you know kind of can go into something else with that uh just make every moment count uh Nothing should be like just a moment put out there just to lose anything. And I let me mean, even with you, you know, even you know, you're going with friends adrift or whatever. You're meeting people, you're hanging out. It's not a moment lost because you're 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 coordinating with people, uh, you're talking with other people, which is important for human development, and you're also um, your net your networking ex- expanding that network. So every time you meet one guy, I mean, you can be here 20 years, but if you talk to the same people you're only gonna have those same connections if they don't introduce new people into your circle so meeting new good people around everybody you know i I keep my circle tight but you you do have to be flexible and and if they pass your test whatever kind of test you have uh what kind of whatever settings you have um you can let them in if you don't you'll be limited so i mean just going down there i mean hopefully i'll meet new people um you know, being a, being a foreigner, they'll first be standoffish, and then as soon as they see you slide, they'll come slide with you. They'll come talk to you. So you got to kind of do that over and over and over again. You establish yourself and do things like that. So that's what I'll be looking at doing for the future for drifting and stuff like that. Uh, but, I mean, that's the, I mean overall, I mean, one thing, I kind of rambled a little bit, but kind of coming back on the, uh, the topic of the question asked about the state of drifting, I mean... The state of drifting it doesn't really matter what the hell I think about it now because five years from now is gonna be something different. Five years from that point it's gonna be something different. Uh, the biggest thing is I will tell you guys again, that's where I, that's where I just remember what it was. All right. So some of you guys who just getting into the drift game, you haven't seen drift bobble. You just kind of just you're just 21, 22 years old, you don't know shit about KJ Zuchia hollow drifting got to the states first of all and then you're kind of on this this bandwagon that's going on right now where it's like fuck japan and this is how we do it in america and i'm not like i seen some dude post up online the other day he was saying oh i'm not you know i'm not living in 1997 or whatever thinking i'm jd and tight it's not about that it's just that's how the shit started if it wasn't for that however you've seen the fucking shit you're doing now it wouldn't have been around so those guys pioneered it in even before 2000 uh, even before 2003 uh, right before Falcon Show Off came and everything, there was a bunch of guys. Uh, I think uh, you know in the New Jersey area, Atlantic area, mostly the uh, mostly the drift Lines guys. They were doing it way before. That's why they're so fucking good. That's why Brian and all those guys there, they're good at what they do because they they had a they had a head start on all, all the guys that got into it after 2003. So Forsberg and all those dudes, they were doing it way before. You know, as far as I can recall, they were doing it way before it got hot. So they had that that hit start on people. That's why Forrestburg is so damn good. I mean, I never met him in person or whatever. I'm from Baltimore, that whole Mid-Atlantic region. I'm pretty sure we crossed paths. But again, I don't, I don't, when I talk about these guys, I don't know these guys personally. I know Brian of Mid-Atlantic, not personally, but I've been to his shop, Mid-Atlantic Motorsports, uh, when it was on Hoffer Road. And I went to his other shop, which is close to Dundalk. But again, we never sat down and talked. I bought some stuff and I left. I I wasn't one of those customers. I kind of, Bug him a little bit with uh matt martin's kat setup because i've never seen it before and eventually i did my kat but i noticed that that car with just the, the, the stars and everything was sitting in the um his lot there it was sitting inside the showroom um so anyway you guys um that is getting into it um disco go, you got to go backwards man if you want to see where it comes from pick up the drift bobble uh get into it like that way but like uh, one thing i will say is you guys have you have there's a lot of good drifters around you now so actually you can kind of Disregard the Japanese stuff, and then get into the American stuff, and then for the uh, uh, for I guess for the mentorship or whatever. Um, I personally I didn't do when I first started. I didn't have any mentors and stuff like that. I guess uh, I guess my first group of guys that I got around to give me some pointers was uh, a slight ways crew was Yoshi, uh, Clayton, the Teach Brothers, uh, Kali, Mackie. Those guys were doing a little bit before I got into it, so they kind of gave me some pointers. And then I kind of took those pointers, and I, I I expounded upon it. And just like when I got in the game, I got I didn't know shit. And then like after two years, I was building these dudes' engines and doing all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's just the way I work. It's the way I get into it. So um, you knew guys that are getting into drifting and everything in the States kind of like this in the Japan scene or this side. I'm telling you whatever you know in, in the states or whatever you drifting whatever you do because i was there i drifted and i actually learned how to drift i i started drifting in the states but i learned how to drift in japan which i mean kuma man you, you're, at, you're at the source i mean why you know i mean, we, I mean definitely you're at the source you definitely want to get good um so i'm definitely interested in taking my skills back to america and seeing how it's done now not not showing everybody up and everything but it's just it's a different speed, it's a different skill. The reason why it is is because simply seat time. That's the only difference that make the separation of the the drivers worldwide is how 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 often can you access the check the the track. You got the Shanahan brothers over there in Europe, the uh, uh, Jack and I forgot the other guy's name, uh, but they're fucking driving right next to James Dean, and um, they're killing it, man. And they're like fucking I think not even over 25 years old, I think. I don't know the ages exact. I don't know these guys personally, but you know, I know the younger one is maybe like 16 or 17, and then the older one is uh, the Shanahan brother. I think is maybe 22, 23, and they're both killing it. And the thing about it, you know, their dad. I heard their dad is like a mechanic or whatever. But it's, it's it comes down to uh, how much damn track time you can get. So again, there's dudes who are younger than me in my local track. Nikohashi, uh Kanta. The dude, fucking Kanta, is driving the Formula Drift. And I can't even enter. And I got fucking pro license from uh, from damn King of Asia, but it's not recognized because I didn't them I didn't podium there. So it doesn't matter, you know, about your age. Is it matters about seat time, um, and the more seat time you get, the better you're going to get. And the reason why Japanese are better is because they have more seat time. They got more tracks available. My track right from where I sit right now. My drift track is 45 minutes with normal traffic from where I'm sitting right here. 45 minutes. So it's open seven days a week. I can go to the track if I wanted to. I can drift seven days a week. The business doesn't allow me to do that, honestly. Cash flow, I don't have the money for tires like that. And honestly, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, you can, seven days a week, I mean, after you even do like a, a Three four hour session, you're pretty good. I'm a drifting enough where I mean it's definitely still cool to do, but I can do with father for a little bit to get stuff done. So you got to take your priorities and stuff like that. So kind of to segue to make it, I don't want I don't want to talk down about you guys in the states and uh, doing things. But one thing I will say, and w- one thing you guys may not know, Kubu Kubo posted a little bit ago about the uh, he was talking about you know he went to Formula a form drift he watched it watched it and he thought like Japan because Japanese I mean I, I was shocked that he said this Japanese. Being nice people, they do think they're above everybody. And that, that's one thing when you're here, you hear, you kind of can feel it. And I feel it right away when I got here. And I, I was like, you know, screw that. I'm not going to let these dudes walk out. I'm not going to bow down to these fucking guys. They're fucking men just like I am. And that's the way I looked at it. Like, I don't, you know, I respect I respect the game, respect people, but never in any aspect. Or in, 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 with this business, it makes that I never put anybody over me like that. You're a man. You put on your damn pants the same way I do. Unless you got, I got two legs. You got one leg. It's a little bit different for you. So, I mean, still kumakubo after seeing the uh a lot of the cars seeing around there he was saying straight up that the uh, the engineering that you guys are doing over there um what's the guy name who's pretty um he does the uh suspension for i forgot his name man. mike kojima kojima i think that's his name uh you know I, you know i don't know him uh i know he did daijiro yoshiata don't know if i'm saying his name right i know he did a lot of his uh, suspension and everything so um Guys like that, man, they've been around for a while. They've been around for a while. There. They're doing stuff. And and, and uh, he's saying that, you know, pretty much those cars, the engineering that you guys have in the States now is, is superseding uh, the uh, the Japan and then Australia. So, like, Japan started it, uh, you know, kind of, kind of you know, cradled it and everything so it grew up. But now it's expanded. Now, you know, Australians are killing it. You got the Matt Mike from New Zealand coming over here and killing it and leaving. Um, you got the uh, dudes in Europe. Europe is doing it. You know, Japan, it's, it's it's on all continents, I believe. You got the South African guys. You got the South South American guys. You got dudes in Jamaica. Like dudes in Russia. It's like drifting is now worldwide. I mean, motorsports are all worldwide, depending on the different applications. But drifting is worldwide. And everybody's putting their spin on it. You got the dudes in Europe with the uh, BMWs uh austrian guys mostly use the same thing as japan because they got the sylvias and all that stuff down there um you got the um you know dudes in the states are using i mean mostly you know sylvia stuff and you got the few uh the corvettes popping up and then the mustangs over there with the falcon guys but um yeah for the most part everybody's using the same car same platform same parts are available to everybody and that's the cool thing that's happening right now is parts availability parts availability is making it more accessible uh, for the guy just starting out you don't have you don't have to have a ton of money uh, to get quality parts and that's the cool thing now with all that good stuff so it's definitely getting good uh definitely getting better and um you know it's definitely going to change more Uh, but the thing is you got to make it personal do what you can do for you, don't, uh, I want to get into the thing about trying to match anybody else, or trying to keep up with people, because that's how, you're not doing it for you, and then you're going to say, fuck this, sell a car, part it all, get somebody pregnant, whatever, 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 and then that's how it's going to be for you, so don't do it, don't try to, don't try to, you know, definitely, if you want to use inspiration, inspira- use inspiration is one thing, but uh, don't, uh, you know, don't do it, because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to you do know get a girlfriend or you're trying to you know you got a buddy over there that's a dickhead and you want to you want to show him up at a drift event don't do it for those reasons because those are not true reasons uh for me i just wanted to i seen that video and i was like dude i want to do this on um, drag racing uh yeah, drag racing is cool I'm not gonna say it's not a skill involved in it but to be honest let's be honest man going in a straight line going in a straight line is not the same skill level as drifting or grip driving i'm sorry any of you guys out there that are there to just zero yawn drivers, drag racing guys? That is not anybody that, that does drifting or whatever. They could fucking drive a 10 second car. I'm sorry, that's how it is. So it, it, this was it was getting boring to me, and also to have a top level drag car, it was a lot of money. It was cheaper actually to do time attack, uh, grip ri- grip events for auto cross in the Washington D.C. region and drifting than it was to have to try to build a 10 second or a 9 second car. That, it just it was, you know, now with the power weight ratios and the parts, turbos, it's more accessible and easy to do now, but the uh, back then it wasn't, and it just got it, got, it got boring driving a 14 second car, 13 second car, and, you know, that just wasn't my thing, so let me take a water break real quick. But yeah, that was, um, that's why I kind of got out of the, drag. we should go to Capitol Cecil, Dragway up there, and uh, do all that stuff, and um, you know, drifting is, you know, drip, drip, driving and drifting does it for me, but not limited to that. Motorsports I like. I'm looking to get into the rally scene, get more customers over there There's a rally track a little bit down the ways from here. Um I got I got a I got about four Subaru's now actually. Not you know, the the truck, and then I got a GDB, GDA, and a GC8. Uh, so I'll be building those up. GCA uh, GC8 I'm gonna build up for grip. Then I got I'm gonna rebuild the GDA and the GDB uh dialing and uh i forgot what's other name man uh palmer uh gave me the gdb or gda and uh so anyway i'm gonna do that get into the rally and then i'm gonna build some trucks the thing about it man is just with the business don't limit yourself man in life you know you you always you always stack skills got a little bit more time here so we, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do like about an hour and 20 maybe hour and 10 minutes so it's uh right now we're at 58 minutes so anyway Life life is about stacking your skill set, stacking your connections, stacking whatever you got to do, not just doing one thing and stopping, man. That's that, that's that's why I know, man, you know, some people call it being overconfident. That's why I know I'm going to be a household name here in Japan, because the thing about it. There's companies that been here twenty years. Have been in. Been. They've been open twenty years, and you don't fucking know about them. I mean, of course, you know about the top secrets. You know about the MCRs. You know about those shops like that. But marketing, man, Japanese do not market well, and that's what I'm gonna do different here. I, I'm already got. I'm already more known because I, I use Facebook. These guys are older. I am thirty five, but I'm in that tech, te- te- technology, uh, uh, wavelength. Uh, so I'm using that to push a shop out there, and 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 then again, not just doing the same shit, man. Uh, you know. Uh, I was doing RB swaps and shit in S13s, but the, you know, when they did the magazine edition, my car wasn't running, so they didn't they couldn't come up here and film the car and everything, so, you know what I mean, it's like, the, uh, I, I was, well, I know I was one of the f- first guys doing the swaps over here, um, definitely in the States, one of the first guys doing whole sets, you know what I mean, I'm, I kind of, it's kind of hard to, to be the first doing anything these days, but I know for sure I've done some things that others haven't done, and that's just, because I stay in my lane. I do what I want to do. I see other people doing stuff. But I do my own stuff too. So it's like. Um, that's just my thing man. I'm always going to try to bring new and innovative stuff. And not be doing the same shit over and over and over again. And then you know. I'll do it. And it's out there. And that's the thing now man. If you ain't got pictures pre-video. That shit don't. It ain't happen. Like you do say. Pictures or it ain't happen. Ain't, ain't no way in the world man. Where all As much people we got. Your friends got cameras. You got a camera in your pocket. I mean shit right here. I got this in this not seen i got about four or five cameras i actually i got about i got about maybe seven or eight devices right here in this little circle that can take images so they're you know not being able to take pictures not being able to do video um nobody's gonna believe you about where oh yeah i built this my buddy tom got this my buddy whatever got this blah 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 nobody's gonna believe that shit, man you gotta show and prove you gotta bring it out to events and drive that shit. and you gotta you know you gotta take pictures and put it online that's just how it is and, um, not, you know, posting up your shit, shit every day or whatever, you know, just little updates. That's just how it is. So you got to get out there with that. So again, kind of, you know, kind of just rambling, man, but again, just, uh, expand and expand on what you already do and then just add on and just keep adding on like you know again whatever your skill sets is use those other skill sets you had in the past to make it better for the ones in the future and just keep building and keep building and keep building being stagnant in life it's just not much it's not a lot of room for growth and you never stop learning and even with the shop here um yeah, I mean, I know a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm not gonna be brash about it. I know a lot of shit, man. But it's a lot of stuff I don't know because I don't deal, I don't have a need to 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 do it. I'm not getting requests to do it. But there's times when I go out and look at the, how does this work or how does that work, and it's easy, man. I mean, back when we started, when I started this game, there was like Haynes manuals and Chilton's manuals, and like the only way you got online uh, was to you had to go to the library. And there was old Netscape. You know, shit was like you know 56K or ISDN. It was crazy, man. It was slow as hell. So most of the times, we just use it for cheat codes for video games and everything. Uh, but there was no, the, the online form, the form uh, boards, they, they sucked. It was just words only, no pictures. And, uh, and that's how it was back then. But that, today, there is no reason at all why you can't get educated. If a customer comes here and asks me how to do some shit, I definitely tell them no. I'm not going to tell you because you can fucking, the same questions you are asking me, you can go on YouTube and type that shit in and watch somebody do it. So the thing about it is if you can emulate that, if, if you got the tools, if you got the confidence to do it. So I'm not going to tell you how to do shit. And also it's a liability. If I tell you how to do something, you go do it and fuck it up. Then you come back. Hey, he told me how to do this and it went wrong and my car blew up and all this other stuff, man. So nah, I don't tell you how to do anything. I'll tell you what I'm going to do in the process, but not how to do it. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. So for all you guys getting online asking shit, dumbass questions, man, get on Google. Google that shit, man. And that's what, when you when you message me, I'm going to tell you, Google it. Like, we the guys again. I got in the game right when technology was you know kicking off. The dudes for me that were that were in the game 10, 20 years before that they had nothing. There was no there was no message boards. There was no internet. There was none of that shit. They figured it out. They did it, and they made it happen. So there's there's so much resources out there. A lot of the pages, unfortunately, the internet's been around so long that a lot of those pages are dead. The links are dead. The cache is dead. You can't look it up. Um, hopefully somebody saved it. So. Yeah, that's so much stuff available now where you if you're dumb now is because if you're dumb in anything anything not only motorsports anything music you want to learn about how to make movies you want to learn about do how to do anything you can go online and watch somebody else do it because ain't there's very little that's not on YouTube seriously the net goes to show you that ain't nobody doing nothing new under the sun it's all been regurgitated repeated um, added and expounded upon people add new things but there's nothing out there that hasn't been done already, so definitely don't be dumb. you know, it, 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 it's way too much information out there to be dumb out there. So that's just kind of I, w- I wanted to kind of end on that. And uh, again, this is about an hour I gotta I gotta get to get, gotta, gotta, gotta get some other things done. Uh, so again, I want to do, do at least one of these a week. I'm hoping in the next three or four episodes they have a guest on here. Uh, be my first couple of guests are gonna be David Adams and um, Alan, uh, David Adams of drift taxi. In America, it's like a goddamn bunch of drift taxis out there. I was like, man, it's kinda risky to get into, but he's he gonna do drift taxi. Then you got the uh, Alan Newsom of uh, Bridge Moto, gonna be on here uh, soon. Then I got some local guys I'll bring it on. I might like I said, I'll get with uh, Robbie and the Sheet and see if you wanna come up here and chat. And uh, you know, whatever. I'll see how it's gonna go. Uh but I just you know, kinda you know, it's kinda I can definitely talk. Uh, but you know, talking about yourself is kind of boring and it's just nice to have somebody to conversate with. So I will have the other mic in here and have another guest and all that stuff like that. So again, um, just kind of going back on it again, I want to do, uh, for every, every episode, I want to kind of display some kind of part or whatever I'm selling that, um, you know, helping another business, not really putting, I'm not going to have some HKS shit up here cause I have nothing to do with HKS. They're not giving me shit. So I'm not, it's, it's two way street. So I am a registered dealer of dirty 10 magazine. Uh, here, you guys will see me give some stuff away. Um, you can actually go in and get the. Uh, you go to my website, pankoestyle.com, and I go to the store, and you can actually. I'm selling these uh, in uh, six month subscriptions or 12 month subscriptions. And I'll also, since I started doing them in two, end of 2017, um, so the whole 2018, I have that. Um, the whole, and pretty much everything from there. So if I don't have it, I can reorder it. But yeah. If you guys are interested in Dory, Dory, reading Dory 10s, looking at the pictures, you can get those for me, uh, the magazines, and, uh, you know, buy it like that. So, that's just, that's it. I'm going to do, again, I'm going to try to do at least one product uh, every episode and do it that way. So, again, down definitely down in the descriptions, I'll put those links there for you guys to see. And, uh, again, we'll be back for some more stuff. So, again, this, again I hope you guys are really uh, entertained by it. Um, again, nobody paying me to do nothing. All my opinions are my opinions. They're form- well-formulated opinions. They're not biased uh but you're definitely gonna get the real and that's the one thing you got that's the one thing i want you guys to enjoy here is this real man ain't nobody pushing me no way i just don't allow it you know call me bullheaded and you guys notice when i get in that stream you know i say um a lot you know kind of trying to working on that but when i get into my how i know me and how i talk there's no ums i'm sure about how i am i'm sure about who i who i am i i'm sure about you know the way I project myself to other people, and that's just how it's gonna be um, in this world. You gotta, you gotta put out there who you are. Like, being my own, being my own businessman, I can kind of can run with that a little bit more further because I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not at the mercy of getting fired or some shit like that. Like I can say what I want to, who I want, who I want to say it. I'm gonna do it with respect, but again, that energy I get back from you is how I'm gonna give it back. So if you talk some shit online, I'm gonna probably talk some shit back online. I don't have to fucking. I don't have to care about, you know, oh, you you know, you got to be a, you know, professional, whatever. I'm professional when the people come here at my shop, they got invoices ready, their car is ready and clean, it's running, everything is done, emails are emailed out, invoices are emailed out tracking numbers are applied that's professionalism but professionalism doesn't mean that you got to take somebody's shit and i won't take anybody's shit out there because i'm not putting it out there like that i'm not giving anybody shit so i'm definitely not taking your bullshit into my life and making my life hard so it's kind of you know some little stuff i to leave people with and that's just you know that's how you should be as well in your in your job or whatever definitely have some flex from because i mean if you're working for somebody you got to flex a little bit in um, this line of work, I mean, being reservation based, I don't have to flex for anybody because everything is planned. Everything is scheduled. Um, and, you know, you know how you stand with me. And again, I give it I give that up. You know, people are going to do what they I keep saying. And again, people are going to do what you allow. Don't allow people to fuck you over. Don't allow people to make your life harder. Your life is already hard enough just living. Don't allow other people to bring their BS into your life and make your life harder. And that's just one thing I want to kind of leave stuff out. And I don't want to be like some inspirational thing. But, I mean, again, dude, I've accomplished a lot of stuff. Everything I want to set out and do, I've done. And, um, you know, I, I definitely have a lot of room to sp- to talk I mean a lot of room to speak you guys will get to know me as we go on I'll, I'll bring stuff up by talking to guests not just kind of like you know is this hard I mean it's not hard to talk about yourself but I don't like talking about myself like that so as I get guests on here we'll talk and conversation you are gonna learn more and more about me uh, what makes me tick and stuff like that and again this is my podcast so of course it's going to be about me my shop what I got to do what I'm promoting my circle things like that so again uh, thank you guys for tuning in for this episode four and uh, maybe five will be next week I got to go to Yokohama and take a few cars down there uh, so I'll probably do one when, when I get back. And um, I'm, look, I'm working really hard to get David Adams over here for the next uh, next uh, podcast. So again, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This is going to be Donald Jackson signing off with Pink with Style Masao Japan. And this is going to be episode number four. See you guys later.